Hello and welcome to the Joymakers podcast. This is your go-to source for inspiration, practical wisdom, and the art of blending joy with entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nicole, and today I have a very special guest with me, Hillary Young. Hillary is a branding consultant and content strategist. She has nearly 20 years of professional experience in this to- in the storytelling space. She has helped brands across a variety of disciplines achieve greater success in the digital marketplace, which we all need. And Hillary has worked alongside entrepreneurs and marketing teams in order to develop their brand voice and tell powerful stories that connect with the right audience and yield measurable results. Prior to working in marketing, Hillary worked in television production for The Colbert Report, HBO, MTV, VH1, and collegehumor.com where she oversaw production of sponsored content partnerships. Eventually, she shifted her focus away from TV and into video to content and branding. Oh my gosh, what an amazing, you're just a a true renaissance woman over here. And she's still (laughs) utilizing her skills as a storyteller through different mediums. She resides in Philly, which is how we met. And she lists her husband and two daughters. And I just am so pumped to have her on the show. I have known Hillary for, gosh, years now, at least four years. And yep. it's been so much fun. Every time we either shoot together or get coffee together or drinks or just, it doesn't matter, go to events together. I We always like end up gabbing for hours. So I'm just so excited to have you here and to get your wisdom in front of all these, our audience. It's going to be so much fun to chat today. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to support you. Thank you. Like number one, to support you. And I'm such a fan of yours. And I've watched this like business journey that you've been on. And I'm just so proud of you and impressed by you. And I'm I'm really so happy to be here. (laughs) You stop. (laughs) Cry now. (laughs) So I love it because I feel like both of us, kind of took the route where we were both in the corporate world. We started out there mm-hmm. and then we made a big decision to shift out of the corporate world into the entrepreneurial space. And I'm always fascinating. I love your story about this. And I know you actually shared it recently on, I think it's Instagram. Yes. And I think it's it was so powerful because I think so many women, especially after 2020, right? Just finding like in a way to balance your life. And even though entrepreneurship can be challenging, I think like you are able to kind of create space and because of that, create more joy in your schedule and your life by the choices you made. So can you share a little bit about that story about how you made that shift? Of course. I, you know, it's funny, the timing, like, you know, we're recording this in in January and we just got a lot of snow last week and the timing was so wild to me because last week, you know, like in the middle of a snowstorm, school hadn't been canceled. And I was walking my two girls to school because we don't drive. We live in the city. We don't drive anywhere. So we're walking to school and there was this patch of ice and I reached out for both of my kids' hands. And I had this like, whoosh, like amazing flashback to literally almost nine years ago to the day when I was pregnant with my oldest, who's now eight, going on nine, seven months pregnant at the time. And there was an ice storm here. Uh, we live in the city. And I asked my employer at the time, I, you know, I was very heavily pregnant. And I said, I would love to work from home. And they said, no. <laughs> they said, you have to come in or you have to use a vacation day, which, you know, 
the clock had just reset for me on my vacation time. I had a baby coming. I was really trying to save up any vacation time I had to use for my family needs. And I was just so shocked and hurt and angry about how that one small decision made me feel like like they valued me and my time and my talents so little after giving you know years of my life to them that I I mean I didn't I didn't have a choice I had to stay home I took the day off and I literally rage built my business <laughs> this business that day you know, it's funny. I'm like, maybe I should trademark rage build because that's how I talk about it. Right. Like every, every time, every conversation I have about this, but yeah, I, I couldn't just sit there and like calmly take the day off. I felt very, I was just so angry. And I was like, you know what, this isn't going to get better for me. Once the baby mm-hmm. comes, they're not going to be more flexible with yeah. me and my schedule and my needs. And I was so tired at this point of working for other people and not being treated like an adult especially mm-hmm. when like I had such a good track record of showing up and doing good work for them that, yeah, I built like a terrible website in Wix <laughs> that day. I didn't really, like the first iteration of my business site was so bad. That's um, okay. You just got to take action, right? There's nothing, like nothing wrong with taking messy action, in my opinion. I think it's actually the way to go. I tell clients now all the time, done is better than perfect. Oh, like just get yes. it. Like stop looking at it, just hit publish, get it up there. And, you know, despite how bad it was, it was something that I could send around to friends and people in my network and that like legitimized this thing that I was thinking of doing. And I had three clients who were crazy enough to agree to work with me before I went out on my leave. They knew I was pregnant and they didn't really care. They like knew the quality of my work and just really wanted me to work with them. And, and that was it. I, I actually, I had my first baby was a very good one and I used my maternity leave to like do more business development and I never returned to like full time for that company that I had been working for. And they ended up hiring me back as a consultant eight months later because they realized how hard it was to replace me. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was a real full circle moment for me and lots of validation that I think I needed. I mean, it was a little too little too late, but I don't know. It worked. This worked for me. I love it. I love it. I love it for a lot of reasons. So there's so much to unpack there in that story. And, but the direction I think I'm going to take it is it's interesting. Yes. You rage built your business, which I think is hilarious. We're on the joy (laughs) making this podcast, but I was like, you know what though? You made a conscious decision. You were unhappy in the moment. And there's so many people that will be like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm so angry. And then won't take any action. Right. And then they will be so disempowered. And then as a result, that impacts their happiness and their joy long term. So you took like a really challenging moment for yourself and you said, I am not going to accept this. I know that my future is important. My time is important. And as a result, I mean, you created more joy in your life because now you can create a schedule. Now, if your girls are, you know, off from school for whatever reason, you can manage it without having to ask somebody else for permission. Like you get to decide because you're the adult in the situation. And I think 
that's really beautiful because you're not like giving away your power. And I think that's something that can also rob people of joy is when they give away their power, when they don't take action. And this story is just a beautiful reminder to do that, whether it's, you know, you're leaving your job, quitting your day job, whether it's starting a new project under your current entrepreneurial umbrella, whatever it is, I think that makes a huge difference. I mean, I'll also say this. And like, this is also part of a bigger conversation, but, you know, I think the way that I was raised was like that there were good feelings and bad feelings and like anger, sadness, you know, like all those were bad feelings. We had jealousy. We don't want to have those feelings. But I think it's taken me so much of my adult life. And now, especially after becoming a mother and like learning so much about big feelings and how to parent big feelings and like learning how to do that for myself there are no bad feelings. There are just feelings. And you can use the full spectrum of feelings to keep moving forward towards joy, right? Mm-hmm. So like, absolutely, I didn't, absolutely. I didn't, the anger, like the anger wasn't a bad thing to feel that day, right? Or the hurt I was feeling about like being so like cast aside or, or unvalued as not just an employee, but like as a human, like I was pregnant. It was dangerous for me yeah. to leave the house. They, everything was literally covered in a sheet of ice, right? Absolutely. Like, and instead of wallowing in those feelings, I use them as stepping stones to like keep chasing my joy, you know, and like keep chasing my happiness. And I think that's something like especially in the joy space that people are so focused on like good vibes only, but it's like, you can't good vibes only. There's a whole spectrum of vibes. Of human experience, yes. Yeah, but like you have to acknowledge and respect. And I think if you can learn to work within those and not feel like shame or other things, like and just sit in the feeling and then use like really think about where you want to go with it. Like that's also a really powerful thing to be able to do. I, I don't. I would like to say that I was super conscious of, about how I was doing that at the time. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that it was. I think that it was just like in my personality to be like, oh, I've had yeah. it. Like yeah. I'm taking the reins here, and like yeah. let's see what happens. And you know, also I had this maternity leave looming that I was like, you know what? If this doesn't work out, like I can always go back and like figure it out. But it worked out, and it worked out. I think because I was so motivated to not feel angry like that again and hurt like that again in an employment situation. And I love that you talked about the different spectrum of human emotion and that all feelings are acceptable feelings and good feelings. And they're really all just teaching us something. And it's hard because you're so right. There's so much emphasis on, like you said, good vibes only and having a a happy day. And so whenever you're experiencing what I call difficult emotions or the emotions that, you know, maybe don't feel as good. It's like this, you're almost judge yourself for having those emotions instead of saying, well, hey, what is this showing me? What is this teaching me? And I think that's a beautiful thing in entrepreneurship too, because there are so many highs and lows and it really isn't a linear process. So yes, the goal is to, like you said, come back to joy, right? And come back to feeling good. So I would love to hear when you, in your current state, where you are in your business today, when you start to feel that joyful energy is waiting and you start to feel kind of frustrated or whatever the experience is, how do you kind of come back to it? How do you work your way back to it? Do you have any like advice, a habit, ritual, any stories around that? Yeah, I mean, they think 
it's interesting. I, you know, I've been doing this for nine years now, and there's definitely been an evolution to my business. Like, I think it's really only been the last five years that I've been really in the strategy space, like branding and and content. And I think doing what I love the most and like not being, you know, I was already in business like four years and like had clients because I, I was like, when I first launched, I was doing things for clients that I had been doing in-house. Like I was the communications manager for this company. So I was writing website copy, writing blog content. I was doing a lot of like social media management and like little by little, I was like, I hate doing this. <laughs> I'm dreading. <laughs> And I just, and like, I learned that I was good at other things. You know, I had the ability to like some agencies pulled me in. And so I got to work on bigger projects and like really kind of push the boundaries of my own, my own experience and my own skill set. And I learned that like, wow, I love branding. I love brand strategy. I love personal branding. I love content strategy. Like I love it so much. And now that I do it every day, I've been doing it every day for, I guess, the last like five years. Um, I'm never, I'm not sure. I don't have bad work days. I, I really don't. I, I had great clients. I truly love what I do. I think the hard part for me is the work-life balance as a mom. And I have very draining, like energy draining days where like, there's just too much required of me and my attention at all times and I would say the frustration is mostly on like the mom side of it like yeah. I'm just like oh my god like this kid is just needs so much to me. <laughs> why don't they love me so much oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't they give me any personal space you know and I think then when energetically that is off for me like when I am energetically drained it is then harder for me to get into a creative zone with work and like do my best work, which yes. is hard for me because I I want to show up and give everyone who pays me like, you know, yeah, 110% of yeah. my brain. Um, and I think I just end up like remote, like making more time for myself. That's like, I've realized that I have to create space mm. for more nothing, I suppose, or yeah. not nothing for like, long walks listening to my favorite podcast or an exercise class in the middle of the day or yeah. lunch with a friend, which like typically I would feel guilty about like not work, like taking time out of the work day. Unproductive. To indulge in these things. Yes. Yeah. To have this unproductive time, but it ends up making me so much more productive because mm -hmm. I'm like refilling my energy cup, which like is what I draw from to be creative. So absolutely, absolutely. You posted something and I immediately liked it, I think. And I, I think it was a reshare. <laughs> and I still remember it. It was months ago and it was like creatives need time to do absolutely nothing. I think it was like mm -hmm. Austin Cleon or something like, like that who said it. And I couldn't agree more is just to have time to let your brain breathe yep. and then let the ideas flow in. Because when we are constantly filling our brain with stuff. We have no time to listen to our own intuition, to what we really want. And taking that time, like you said, whether it is staring at the ceiling, it doesn't really matter. Binge watching a show, going to lunch with a friend, reading going a to the exercise class, yeah. reading a book, like it replenishes you and it makes you better at what you do. I mean, there's a thousand studies that will say that. And so I, I really, I mean, I couldn't agree more. It's what I do as well. And like, it is 
an internal challenge because intellectually it's easy to know. And I think emotionally it's harder to do because of our conditioning. And, and what, I mean, for me being in like a, for 30 plus years or however long it was less than that, I'm not that old, being in, <laughs> being in like a corporate work structure, right. Where certain things are, you know, like built, built into your, like your day and what is quote unquote expected of you. And then when you shift and change, even if you're eight years in, you spent 15 years in a certain space. That's still a lot of time, right? So your brain has to still kind of readjust it. Anyway, I, I totally yeah, agree. But you know what? Like even when I was working in the corporate world, like I would get overstimulated or like, you know, I'd have this interpersonal issue. Like someone would be annoying me at work or something, mm -hmm. you know. Other people are always the hardest part of life. So, <laughs> you know, I would I would know when to tag myself out and step out. And when I was in the corporate world, if it was really bad, I'd like go get a milkshake and just like take a walk. Like a chocolate milkshake from Shake Shack usually does it. Nice. But it's any kind of like time out, like putting myself in a time out. And <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'm like getting myself a little treat, like usually kind of like. I need to unplug, like when I'm feeling overstimulated, I really do need to like unplug my brain. Like there's actually studies about why you have your best ideas in the shower. Yep. It's because like, you know, you're calm and you're completely not distracted by anything. Like you have nothing else going on. And that is usually where all my best ideas happen. So, so true. So speaking <laughs> of great ideas, do you have any great projects that you're working on that you would like to chat about or like share with the audience some stuff that you're excited that's coming up? Yeah, I, you know, I have been working on ways, like, especially because I'm a consultant, there's only so much of my time to go around. And I think also remembering how limited my budget was as a new business, I like to invest and things. I've been really working on building out like a product suite of courses and resources for other small businesses. Love that. So yeah. So last year I rolled out a brand strategy course, which, you know, is a, a great way. Like if anyone needs like a foundation of building a brand, like that's an amazing way to go through it. Absolutely. Affordable. Yep. Yep. And I took it. It was really great. It helped me come up with my value proposition. And it reminded me of so many important things that help me create content so that I'm actually attracting the right people to my audience, which is so, so important. So you're not just out there throwing shit at the Spaghetti wall. Spaghetti at the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hoping it sticks. Yeah. And also yeah. it helps you stay consistent too, because when you have a plan and when you have a strategy on those days when you don't want to show up or those days where you aren't feeling motivated or inspired, you don't have to just create something out of thin air either. You go, oh, I go to my content strategy and I say, this Correct. is what I talk about. This is what I share. And then it makes it so much easier to kind of show up online and feel confident and authentic and make sure I'm, I'm saying the right things. So I think that's so powerful. They're really, really helpful. Well, it's interesting. Well, it's a good segue because this year my focus is really to create a content strategy course or experience. I have like a big idea for what I want to give to people. It would be a little bit bigger than the branding course because I would do a deep dive on different topics like email marketing, you know, like I do an overview about what is a content strategy and why, but then I do a deep dive on like email marketing, social media marketing, PR blogging and SEO. And I, you know, I have some friends that I would bring in to do some like guest lectures as part of it. 
but yeah, that is, that's really what I am working on for this year. I'm hoping to maybe roll it out by the end of the year, but I don't know. I've been very busy with clients. So it's, that's my biggest challenge is like, when do I create time and space to do this? Of course. Of course. I know that's always the challenge. When do we find the time? What I've been doing actually, because I am working on a like a digital product right now too, because I like have all this knowledge and I'm like, I need to get something out there. I'm like, how do I time block? So there's so many different ways to go, go about, about this. Yeah. <laughs> so I hate to be like, this is the way. But like for me, what's working right now was this book I read called The One Thing by Gary Keller. He talks about basically taking time in the beginning of your day and just blocking up that time and making that be for whatever is most important to you. And so I had this really bad habit of getting up, doing a bunch of random crap around the house, truly, because I work from home on days when I'm not shooting. And then like by the time I got all that stuff done, I go down to sit and then I'm like reading all my emails and then I'm like, okay, then I'm doing some client work. And then like, okay, then I'm like at the end of my day and I haven't worked on the thing that's important to me. So I would get really frustrated. So this actually reminds me of like, no, this is what matters to me right now in this quarter and this season. So like time block, whatever it is, like an hour, 30 minutes, whatever that is in the beginning of the day. And that's been help in the beginning of the day. And that's been helping me for sure. That's a good idea. I mean, it's, it's more challenging when you have kids just because like my day starts but basically getting like punched in the face trying to get my kids out of the house for school. Yeah. And then by the time I come back, I kind of have to like jump into work. But I can find half an hour somewhere. Like even if I build it in like around my lunch time yeah. or something. Or maybe like, I can do that. Day, you know, figure it yeah. out. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what, that my biggest challenge is always like time management. And work-life balance and time management just didn't, everybody needs something from me and there's like stuff to get done around the house and there's just never enough time. No. Day. <laughs> I am sure that you are not the only one who feels <laughs> that way at all. And another good book that I read by author Gay Hendricks is called The Big Leap and it's excellent. And he talks about time management in that as well and using something called Einstein time, which I was really... I was just struck by it. I was like, wow, this is really eye-opening. And basically everything you just said, he references in the book. Like your words, he's like, this is the solution for this problem. Oh my God, I need yeah. to read this book. To read the That's book, amazing. yeah. Yeah, and he he basically says like Einstein, was his, his philosophy is like we create time. and But he goes into it in a much more in-depth and meaningful way. So I'll let you read it. But I, I always recommend the book. It's a great book all around. I just finished it. Audiobook. And listen to your yeah car that's you know it's forever. so funny i have so much trouble reading nonfiction. i find it so boring <laughs> but i've been listening to it like that's been the solution i have been listening to nonfiction, and i'm like i can like cruise through it i'm like this is great why did i just discover this last year I'm like this is amazing <laughs> like opening my world oh my god i love yeah. it yeah so I'm really excited because we also have something coming up really soon. We're collaborating, which I am really pumped about. <laughs> and it's going to be so much fun. And for anybody who's in the Philly, Jersey, hell, even if you're coming down from New York City, we are going to be hosting an event together, us and 
another stylist and a business coach that all of them who are amazing women who have had on my podcast already. And we're going to be really diving deep a little bit into personal branding and how to create one with authenticity and confidence so that you can feel really good showing up consistently and attracting the right people. So I'm like really, really excited about this. And I was so excited that you said yes to this, Hillary. Like, I cannot wait. It's going to be in March. So I guess like my only question for this is, is if you had to give anybody one piece of advice, right, under that umbrella, and what would you say it would be for them to focus? Where should they focus? If they're like starting a personal brand, if they're thinking about it from a brand strategy perspective, where should they focus first? Well, let me just say, I think I, I like, I am more excited than you. Like, I'm so excited. No, I, we're both excited. I'm <laughs> so excited. I was like, I mean, like, anytime anyone gives me a platform to talk about branding, I'm just like, yeah, this is amazing. I would start by saying that I think that, and, you know, I'll save some of the good stuff for our, our discussion in a few months. But I, I think the number one thing to think about first is that, a personal brand is whatever you want it to be. Like, I think people have a lot of ideas about what it should be or what it has to be. And I think you have to like abandon that notion that like a personal brand is like you build it. It's by design. It's strategic and it's strategic within your comfort zone. You know, I think a lot of people feel really self-conscious or uncomfortable about stepping into the spotlight, which I'm sure you see oh, all the yeah. time too. Oh, you know, yeah. like just being shy or you, uncomfortable you in front of the camera they feel really like you said uncomfortable I think is the yeah. most common word and I think that's uncomfortable is like a blanket statement for a lot of things whether it be fear of stepping on the camera for certain appearances whether it be fear of being judged whether it be you know whatever the reasoning is whether it's not being confident in your own messaging and what you're saying your own value I think there's a lot of reasons behind that, but I agree. I think discomfort is the, the number one reason people have a hard time showing up. Yeah. And so the way that I go about, I mean, really going about bring, building any brand, whether it's a business brand or a personal brand is like, okay, what is the baseline of what we feel comfortable with? Like, mm -hmm. who are we? And, you know, where do we want to go from there? And what I've seen, it's so, it's taken me, it's taken me a little while to connect the dots on this. But what I have realized in this last year is that more than anything, I'm selling confidence to people because when you have a plan in place for how to approach this scary thing or this thing that's been intimidating you or this thing that you have preconceived notions about, when you have a plan in place that feels really good, you are so confident about implementing it that like any fears or self-consciousness or anything that you were struggling with leading up to it just melts away. And the way that I explain it to people is like, if you're driving somewhere new, let's say you're going to visit a friend in a new place, you'll feel so much better with a roadmap, right? With like ways to get yeah, you there. GPS, GPS. Exactly. With GPS versus not having a map to look at and like trying to wing it, right? Like it's the same thing building a brand. If you're trying to wing it, it's not going to feel good. You're going to get lost along the way. It's going to get like, you're going to waste really time. Murky. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
and resources and energy, you're going to burn gas, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just, yeah, it's not great. But when you're really thinking deeply about what you want to build and putting a plan in place to get there, like all that's left is building your confidence to like hit the ground running when, you know, you're ready to release it to the world. Yes, totally agree. Having a strategy, having the map is definitely a great place to start when you're building a personal brand and remembering it can really be about whatever you want because it's so personal. And, that, and people yeah, want like to know you. Be. People want to get to know you. They want, that's yeah. how they like, like it's no like and trust for a reason. And then that helps convert clients to wanting to work with you. So, Correct. yeah. And a personal brand is just that it's deeply personal. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be modeling it off mm-hmm. of what anyone else's brand is built on, right? Like you can admire bits and pieces of someone else's brand, but like the secret sauce behind your personal brand is solely unique to you and who you are. And so like I work with people on like drawing that out and helping them see what makes them special and then helping them feel good about sharing that with the world, which can be scary when you're first starting out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so true. And I do that a little bit too, especially when I create my mood board and when we're talking about what they like and what they want to create and who they want to work with. Um, like creating the visuals for that is like, it's like, yeah, like it's showing them like what it looks like outside of the bottle, right? Because when you're inside of the bottle or the ketchup bottle, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. Like it's hard to see. It's hard to see what your superpower even is until it's like reflected back to you. And I think it's such a powerful thing to be able to have somebody else say, no, this is amazing. You're doing, this is really valuable. What you're sharing, this, this is unique and, and is a, has a, big potential for impact. So I think sometimes, like you said, having somebody like yourself to help people create that strategy and really see themselves, really be seen and heard so they can show up more confidently is, is really huge. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and to validate that they have something worth sharing and something to say. Absolutely. I think a lot of times people are yes. like in their own head. Like so much. For, like bringing it back to the beginning for yep. years, like I would share my story of like how I started my business with people, but like I wasn't, shouting it from the rooftops and over the years people are like that's the biggest thing they resonate with and I'm like oh I should be sharing this more right like it was very validating I'm like why would anyone care that I was like pregnant and started a business it turns out a lot of people really connect with it yeah I'm like so oh, relatable. I should be sharing this more absolutely yeah. and, people you know, want your stories and you know that you are a storyteller right exactly <laughs> exactly but you know what it's so hard to do for yourself yeah like, it really is very, very difficult to do for yourself. Even like when I was rebranding my business, it was very challenging to do for myself. So, you know, I think having someone to guide you or bounce ideas off of and like have a sounding board along the way is super helpful. Extremely valuable. Extremely valuable. I'm so excited for the workshop. It's going to be so powerful. People are going to get so much great knowledge and feel so much more confident to really build their brands afterwards. I'm, I cannot wait. Me too. Oh my gosh. Yay. Last <laughs> thing. I know we're like over time, but the last thing I want to share is, as I always ask everybody, the last thing I always ask everybody is if you had one piece of wisdom to recommend advice on how to be more joyful in your everyday life, what would it be? Turn 40. 
<laughs> oh my god that's great <laughs> i know that sounds ridiculous but by that i mean time is a really amazing gift mm-hmm. i think a lot of people fear getting older i've loved it i turned 40 this past year and there was something incredibly liberating about it i all of the things i had let's say all the unresolved issues that I had been dealing with my whole life, I've pretty much resolved. Like (laughs) the issues are not resolved, but they're resolved within me. And I think making like clearing out the way of, you know, that stuff has just only left room for joy and, you know, people who are bringing in good energy and projects that bring me joy and people that bring me joy and yeah and with each passing year I from what I've heard from older women also it just increases you give less f I suppose and there's something really especially as a woman deeply deeply liberating about, about caring that. less so, yes about right. not, the art Letting of not go. giving a fuck yes we can, we can curse on this show That's oh okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So many less fucks. <laughs> you turn 40. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I'm a grown up now. I'm not going to do this yeah, anymore. Like, we're done that. here. Yeah. And you like, you've been through a lot. You trust yourself. You know what's up. You know, like, you're kind of time tested. And there's something really just beautiful about that experience. And I would love for more women to embrace that aspect of aging and not fear it and not want to go backwards because like again turning 40 this year I was like I would never trade places with 22 year old me like I would never want to go back in time and be 22 again I was so dumb (laughs) I you know like I dated the wrong people I made the wrong decisions I was like living in the wrong city you know it it brought you to where you are today right so those are all things like that was the journey so it's like embracing the time on the the journey. journey Correct. Embrace the journey, embrace the time you're here, embrace whatever age that is, and just don't give a fuck as much. (laughs) Correct. Well, like with each passing year, let go of something. Yeah. And, you know, the more you let go, the more room there is for joy and the good stuff. Abundance. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Hillary, where can people find you? Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> you can find me on my website, which is hillaryyoungcreative.com. And it's Hillary with one L everywhere. I'm on Instagram at Hillary Young Creative. I'm on TikTok now. Because um, like that's what all the kids are doing. And I had to do it. Also Hillary Young Creative. I'm on, where else am I? I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm off of Twitter now because it just didn't feel good anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm everywhere else. Love it. Well, I will link all those out in the show notes. And also, Thank if you, you. want to make sure, send me the link to your brand, your branding course. And I can oh, link yeah. it out in the show notes, too, if in case anybody's interested. And Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. I so appreciate you. My pleasure. So this was fun. so much fun. So much fun. We'll and do it so- in person. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So anyway, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who listens. And if you feel so moved, please rate and review the show. That's how we get our this out to more audience like you who love it. So thank you again. And until next time. Bye.